Welcome to this Power Hour with me, Coach Colin. In our five steps to create this amazing webinar, we're in step four now. Because when you do a webinar, maybe when you compare yourself towards a real life seminar, you realize that you're on your own and there's the audience out there and you don't see it. Because unlike in a meeting where you have a lot of interaction, the webinar might be with many more people and it's going to be very hard to see them on the camera live. But still, you would want to have engagement with them. You would want to have some kind of interaction, don't you? Because that is what's the fun, the secret source of doing presentations and doing educations and sharing your knowledge with other people. You want to see how people receive your information. You want to have some kind of interaction with them. But how can you do that when you're literally on your own? This is what we're going to have a look at today. We're going to specifically go through 12 individual things that you can do as a speaker. You can do them online, but specifically you can also do them in a live situation as well so that you create more attention more engagement from your audience because when you are a professional speaker you might notice that if you're sitting in an audience you actually listen to each and every word that that professional speaker is sharing with you for some reason it's just capturing you it's you're, they're drawing you with their way of presenting and speaking they're drawing you into their sphere, their story, their topic, and you're just sitting there paying 100% attention and you have no idea why that is. Here, I'm going to share with you the 12 things that you can do to increase the tension of your audience so that you can have more engagement on your webinars. So let's get started. So welcome to today's session. Uh, welcome to you everybody around the world. I know you're early up there in the morning from the US, in France, in Brazil even. Hey, welcome and hi to Brazil. On the other side in Slovenia and Turkey and Austria, terrific. Um, Sweden, hello. India, a great shout out to my friend Yogesh. Today being the first one logging in. No, 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 this is not a competition, but welcome to the session for today. Terrific. How are you all doing out there? Today we have the step number four. Step number four of the five steps how to do amazing webinars. And today it's going to be all about engagement. And I have, well, I have a few surprises for you and I hope you will appreciate them. Let's quickly recap where we were just to make sure that um, we're on the same page. We were going through the process we did at the beginning. The first one, we wanted to prepare ourselves. We cleared our mind by being in control all, of all the gadgets and all the techniques so that everything works. And um, we had a program how to educate people rather than sharing information. We also took the next step where we said, how can we show that we care more about our people and Today, it is all about to create engagement. And with that, I would also like to be 
sort of do a shout out to all the way onto the other side of the world and say hello Australia. Hello Australia, great to have you there as well late in the evening, terrific. So these were the topics that we have done so far and today it's all about engagement and well without further preparation or whatever to discuss what really engagement should be, we will take that presently. Let's dive into the first engagement activity because I would like you to pull out your phone and open the browser in your phone because we're going to do a digital activity today with you together online. Are you ready for this? So bring out your phone and go to a site that is called menti.com. Go to a site called menti.com. I hope you're all finding it. menti.com. Okay. And there on that site menti.com, you type in the code that is shown here on the screen. And you answer the first question. And the question I'm going to put on here and while you populate and write your answers one by one, this, if everything is working, this tool is going to populate your answers here on the screen live. And this question that I would like you to answer that you can see on your cell phone now is, what are your reasons to engage with your audience? Describe that in your answer. Have you got that? On your phone, menti.com. If anybody has a problem, just put it in the chat and we'll try to solve it immediately. menti.com and put in the six digits. And there we go. Here we go. Okay, I'm going to pull it up here on the screen and here we've got the first answers. You can only do one answer. There we go. Terrific. So here we've got some of the answers popping up and this page is populating your answers as you're typing them in and you're showing them here. Terrific. Already eight answers in. You've got many more participants. So don't be shy. Write your answers. As you can see, <laughs> I'm not going to ask who's going to who wrote it or to explain it. It is, these are just the answers as they come in. Just keep it coming. Terrific. 13, doing an amazing job here. Now, we'll still, um, 15, we will still let you type um, as we go in because let's have a look at some of these answers. To measure understanding is one of the reasons why you want to engage with your people, to, um, to, with your audience, to motivate, to, to learn from them, to understand their requirements and to see what they would be interested in, to get feedback, terrific. Communicate the message so that they understand the message to get a closed loop type of communication. Excellent. To sell our point. Good. I need engage with customers to sell more. Yes. Strong collaboration and train. To give them a joy and valuable experience. And then we've got a few more points to build trust to maintain social contact and create a contact 
and a relationship and to meet the needs. Terrific. So here we've got a number of answers why we need engagement. So what does engagement really mean? While I put this on the side, we will now continue here with, with the course. And I will bring back that tool back later in a, in a minute. So what does it really mean to, to engage? We have different interpretations um, about engagement. What is really to, um, what I mean with engagement is that we have, we create a relationship, a way of interacting so that we maintain a high level of engagement, meaning a high level of attention on the other side. Because if you want to make sure that all these good reasons that you had, why you wanted to create engagement is that you want to have an impact on your audience and the first level of your first requirement to create that impact is, of course, you want engagement from their side. You want impact. You want attention from their side. So that's why I put together 12 points how you can maintain the level of engagement, the level of attention with your audience. I wonder how many you would find when you started doing that list. So, are you ready for this? The 12 points how to create engagement with your audience. The first point to create engagement with your audience is, of course, you, the speaker, right? Because the speaker, in the way you speak, you can have an influence. So, what influence do you think the speaker can have? Well, the first thing, and this is quite important. The first thing that the speaker can use is, of course, the language. And that's what I'm referring to, the most important part here. And the language which I mean is two specific things. What is important? It is important to create value around what you're teaching, what you're telling them. So the first thing that you would want to do is think about priming words. You might never had thought about this, but this is quite important. Priming words are small sentences, small phrases that you add into your conversation to emphasize something to make it important. So you might want to write this down. One of the first elements that you can use as a speaker to increase your level of intention from your audience is use priming words. So, if you have been listening carefully, you've noticed maybe what priming words are. If not, you would like to pay attention again to see what priming words are. Did you notice the priming? I'm asking you to pay attention so that you notice what priming words are. Now, excuse me, this might appear like a little play of the words, but that is in fact what it does. I'm asking you to pay attention. I'm, I'm framing something that it is important. I'm, I can say something, this is, this is significant, this is going to be relevant for you. This is a little priming sentence so that whatever comes afterwards has a different meaning for you. And this way, you would take, take a, pay a little more attention because I make something special and more important to you. These are priming words. How often would you be using priming words? Some people use it quite automatically. 
other people use the second part, the second thing that the speaker can use, and they use that quite automatically as, as well. And I wonder if you would actually notice that. Because the second thing that the speaker can use is using rhetorical questions. How many rhetorical questions are you using? Now, you don't have to answer everything in the chat, but just by the fact that I'm asking a rhetorical question triggers you to think about, huh, I don't know. So these are the first two things that you can do out of the list of 12 immediately, not only online, but all the time so that you can maintain the level of attention with your audience. So let's have a look at the next two. They come in pairs. I wonder why. I haven't figured it out, but they happen to be in pairs. The next one is about suspense. How do you create suspense in your presentation? Because what is suspense? Suspense is, 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 is like a little, um, I don't know, it's, it's a little feeling of the fear of the, of the unknown. Something that is going to, you'd want to pay attention to because you're not quite sure what is, what is happening. If something is incomplete, immediately our mind goes, oh, I have to pay attention to this just to make sure whether this is going to be important for me. Suspense is an important one. And there are two ways of how you can create suspense. I have used one of those deliberately in my trainings here, and I'm going to show that again. Because what I have been doing is, as you can see here, I have left out the rest, which is part of, of the animation, of course. But it also means that your mind automatically is paying more attention because you know there are more things com coming. So if I would pop everything out there at once, all six pairs, your mind will already go, okay, I know these, I can do, I can focus on something else. So creating suspense by leaving incompleted lists like these and animating them automatically creates more tension. The other part that I have not been using so much is, but specifically if you're promoting tools, if you're promoting, you know, like, like products and um, machining applications, you can have some very interesting images in the background because an interesting image itself can create suspense. And this way you can give the people that feeling that, oh, this is, I wonder what this image really is. And if they're not 100% clear about the image, like I've changed the focus of this image, the mind automatically pays more attention. So these are two things, another two things that you can do apart from speaking, meaning using priming words, priming sentences and rhetorical questions. So what else is there? The third pair here, I call it the slot. So what is the slot? Well, we have been using in the other sessions, we have been using the slot a lot. And by the slot, I mean the chat slot. I've been asking you to, to check in um, right at the beginning. And it's great to see your animations. Some even put GIFs there. That's terrific. And this way we can have at least a lower level of interaction in the slot. 
In other sessions that we've had, I've deliberately put questions out there in a certain moment, which I've asked you then to respond to. And this way, of course, you can create more attention and more interaction, more engagement with the people. Okay, these are the other two pairs is, un, let's call it unsolicited or general interaction, like, like thumbs up, whether you get this, you get this point, or deliberate questions. What else is there? It's going to become a little more sophisticated now. The next thing is something that we've been talking a lot about. It is the screen. The screen can, take, can, can, uh, can create a lot of engagement as well. Specifically, the screen can create engagement through your animation, which we have been talking about. So if things move on the screen versus the screen is just still and there is a back, you know, a voice in the background. It's very monotone. It doesn't create any engagement. But if there's somebody like in the screen talking to you, yeah, right, then you are going to pay a little more attention. The next part we're going to practice deliberately. And I'm just going to switch over to the next part because the next part is the social part. Now, what could I mean by the social part? Have you thought about that? What could be the social part be? The social part is the auditory interaction, the conversation that you would typically have in the classroom where you can pick out and pick on somebody and say, what do you think? How important is interaction for you? Shall we give it a try? Because here on my phone, I've got a list of all the participants. Yeah. And <laughs> you might find this a little crazy because on one phone, I've got, I've got the chat of the meeting and the other phone, I've got the, the, um, the list of the participants. So I can see who's there, which means I could, I could, for instance, ask somebody. Are you ready for this? So I could ask, for instance, let's ask, um, I can go and scroll down and say, and ask Henning, for instance, a question. Henning, how important do you think is interaction engagement for you when you do training? Hello. Uh, I think it's okay. very important. <laughs> <laughs> to get them engaged, you have to uh, be interesting. Uh, for the for your audience, I think, and uh, smiling and uh, yeah, everything. Then you will get the opmerksamheid, this um, attention. Yeah. yeah, attention. Yeah, terrific. Thank you, Henning. Thank you. Perhaps I can ask somebody else a question. What about um, what about David? Dave Moore in Australia. What do you think? What is your favorite means of creating engagement with people? Uh, that's a good point, Colin. Um, one of my favorite points is when I'm engaging with people, always asking questions. So, like you said, um, ensure you ask a question and make it specific to somebody. So, so yeah. Right. Thank you very much. You see, questions that I would ask in the audience like I have been asking in a classroom, I can even ask here in a, 
I would specifically use the word orderly fashion. Because when we do these things, we have to stay in control of the whole environment, the digital environment. And we should never forget that because the other part then of the social interaction that you can have is then more a free discussion. And of course you can have a free discussion online as well. However, it's going to be a free discussion and you want to step in at a certain moment to take over. So these are the two things you can do on a social level. Ask deliberate questions to people and also on a certain topic, depending on the size of the group, to have a free discussion. Now, now that you know some of these tools, I'm going to do another exercise with you. And what I'm going to do is just off the, off the cuff here, ad hoc, I'm going to move over and I'm going to have a free discussion. Very quickly. Because my question to you is, at, when you look at these different tools, and I'm just bringing them back to your mind here, the, the pair, how you can interact as a speaker um, to create priming words and rhetorical questions, how you can create suspense with um, images and incomplete lists, how you can use the slot of the chat, how you can use the screen with, with PowerPoint animations and the camera, how you can use the social interactions with direct questions and free discussions. If you think about this list now, and I'm going to draw a line here in the middle of this piece of paper, and on one side, I'm going to just give a number and say, you know, this, this is less than six, and this side is more than six, like, yeah. We only <laughs> see the one side. You have okay, to... <laughs> thank you, there you go. Perfect. Think about those tools now. On which side do you think those tools belong? Do, they, do certain tools work on one side? Do certain tools work on both sides? Or do certain tools work on this side? Who would like to shout out immediately one of the tools that you've heard right now? Where would you want to place it? Who would like to start with the first? Let's say the speak. Yeah. Yeah, Colin, uh, the social still should be on the right side. On the right side, the social. You mean yeah. asking questions? Yeah, yeah. And and free discussion. So we put here asking yeah. questions and free discussion. Okay. Here on the only here on the right side. Yeah. Okay. Any other opinions where we should put certain things? Yeah, Maria here. Hello, Maria. Uh, yeah, when when you say asking questions, uh, you could also use like you just did, right? Uh, this Mentimeter tool. Yep. or a Kahoot or something, if you're more than uh, six persons or or a whole bunch of persons, just to, sh yeah, you know, 
get everyone's opinion in a What was the other average. one? What was the other one, Maria? Kahoot. Uh, we use Kahoot, yeah. Two, two O's? Yeah. Okay. So it's it's uh, like a quiz uh, software also. Right, uh, right. So that is correct. If you've got certain, let's say, a certain size of, of a group, then there are certain things that might be more destinated to have when you have larger interactions so that you can control these interactions. If you've got a smaller group, of course, you can have much more freedom of the discussions. Everything else that I've mentioned concerning, you know, using priming words or rhetorical questions or suspense in the images and in lists of incompletion or even yeah these are the things that you can use on both sides what about using the chat slot where would you put that any idea any suggestion Except yeah Thank you very much. Yes, so you can have the, the chats you can have over here. Um, yeah, and you can call out individual people because you don't. And this is really the hesitation that you're having right now because there are over 20 people on the call and you're wondering, oh, who, is somebody else going to go first? May I say something? And this is what this is the type of hesitation and delay you're going to get when you have a larger group. That's why it's a good idea then to have specific tools. Which brings me to the last point here, when it's about the 12 ways to create um, engagement and interaction, which is the software. Now, already we have been talking about two of them now. We have tried one. One of them is the menti.com, and the other one is like Kahoot. And maybe you would want to try some of these things. And what I've been showing you here, it's got a couple of nice features and it is free of charge. Who likes the word free of charge? No license. Isn't that great? The other thing that you can use, and I've also used that a lot, is actually Teams itself. Specifically, if you've got internal meetings, you can explore and do sticky notes, yellow notes, post-it notes, exercises directly in Teams, for instance, by opening up a project page and have people just post activities as if they were posting post-it notes. And this is a quite an efficient way so that all the team can work collaboratively together in an environment that we're used to. And everything then is documented and you can copy the results over to PowerPoint and I've done that before and it's actually very very efficient as a collaborative tool without going anywhere else and logging into other things and making things confusing or difficult to people. So here we are, here are the 12 things that can help you increase engagement with your tool, uh, with your audience. So the priming words, rhetorical questions, the images, incompleted lists, um, the, the chat where you can have just call out questions or you have deliberate questions that you want to ask. You can have the PowerPoint animation and the camera like we're doing here a lot. We can have uh, social interactions where you can call out on individuals, where you can have a free discussion 
specifically free discussion if you're less people. And you can use collaborative tools, and there are many of them, like Mentimeter, Kahoot, and specifically the ones that we are using ourselves, which is Teams. Now, when you do these things, I would recommend you think about six steps before you start with the engagement. And these six steps are important because otherwise you might confuse people who are used to consuming the information that you're presenting on your screen because they've been sitting in webinars or been watching videos and they've been looking back like, like this and they've only been consuming information. So that is why it might be a good idea to prime them, to tell them at the beginning that there is going to be interaction. So let's have a look at the six steps that I would recommend you so that you can be professional and safe in doing your interactions. And in the meantime, you should know that if a course, if a, if a session is called, how do you engage more with your audience, there's going to be the word engage in there somewhere, isn't it? So let's have a look at what you can do to engage. The first one I would recommend you think about is what is really the effect of the engagement that you want to have? Yeah, that's why I asked you at the beginning, why do you need engagement? You, you might need engagement, yes, just because you want to be social. You might need engagement because you want to check with the people. And you might need engagement because that's just the way you are, because you want to create some common view of certain things. So why do you need engagement? Because whenever you choose a certain of those 12 engagement tools, there's going to be consequences. And the consequences typically is how long is it going to take you during the session that you have to engage and create that engagement and create that attention. The second thing that if you do deliberate engagement with your team, like social interaction on the chat, like call out questions, or if you want to do a flip chart exercise, announce it, notify them in advance, saying, you know what, in this session, we're going to practice some, some engagement. The, sec the third thing here, it's about being clear what is the result of your engagement. Now, you don't necessarily have to announce it, but you would want to share perhaps why you want to have that engagement. Not only the fact that you're going to do it, but also why you would want to have it. So you want to be clear about the goal of your engagement. Then, what is very important, and what you saw when we use the Mentimeter software, is that the question was already predefined. And there is only one question on the screen. Like we did in other sessions, there was only one question in the slot, in the chat. Because I've seen other presenters, they then have, in the group work sessions, they've got like two questions or three questions when you go out, out of the room, or you small, to create small groups that you need to discuss. You cannot do like that online. And the reason why you can't do that is that when the people normally in the classroom, they ask you which question should we start with, in an online session, they're not going to ask that question. They're just going to be confused and not answer the question. So when you do these interactions, you want to be a step ahead when you ask the question. Step ahead of how is the team going to react? Which question do I want to have? 
How much time do I need to have them think about it? Which brings me to the next point here. There has to be a gap of time so that they can think about it, they can type it, they can read it, and you can read it back to them. Which means that the last one is you want to explain the answers like we did on the Mentimeter. I repeated them because some people might be busy typing things and they haven't really caught up with it. So doing a summary and elaborating perhaps on one of the two elements is the sixth thing that you would want to think about when you do interaction. Because then the interaction becomes meaningful for your team. And, and your audience feels like, oh, we didn't just do interaction for fun, but it actually becomes part of your training because the result that you're going to have out of this engagement then is going to carry further into, into the training that the people are having. So this way, this way you can, you can build an engagement into your session, but you really want to think about the timing. That is what I want, would want to urge you. Think about the timing, how long these things are going to take. Because I know already this time we're going to, we're five minutes over. Um, that's why I'm pushing forward a little bit because I know that people are having other meetings.